hey what's up y'all this is another episode of convos with flow i am your girl flow and this is episode number dos i am so excited for this podcast y'all this has been a dream of mine to be a host of a podcast to be a host in general because your girl is a whole personality out here but today's episode is about me quitting my job okay i am quitting my job y'all usually i put in a good little old resignation letter I give them about three weeks because, you know, everybody does two weeks and I want to be an upstanding employee. But many people have been asking me, why are you quitting your job, Flo? What's going on? So this episode is about that journey and my experience with this process and kind of where I'm at. So as you may or may not know, I am a social worker and I have been working with pregnant women my entire social work career. I knew that going into this profession, I wanted to help other people. But I didn't know how I would get there. I didn't know the journey. So I started my social work career working with pregnant women who were living with HIV. And in that position, I learned so much about myself as a woman as a black woman and sociology and how that played a role in and why there were certain disparities in black african-american women in the black community and minority communities why the prevalence of hiv was so much higher than in our caucasian counterparts and I really got down to knowing the personal stories of each woman that I worked with, where they came from. Many of them were first-time moms and married for years and years and years. And it was just an experience that I felt was like so much like my friends, like myself. And I had so much empathy for them in their process because I was like, damn, this could have been me. Like, this could have been my mom. This could have been my sister. This could have been my friend. You know, there were women who were younger than me who I was counseling through some of the most traumatic situations of their lives. The anxiety that they experienced with dealing with a chronic chronic highly stigmatized disease during a pregnancy the isolation that they felt during that time it was just so much and they didn't have anybody to talk to so during my journey there I felt like hey let me let me pursue becoming clinical let me think about being a therapist so I can be a person that they can talk to because I I get it I've been working with this population for some years now and I get it like and my patient will always be like I just wish I could talk to you you know I wish you were my therapist I wish you didn't have to refer me out and I used to be like you know what let me go do this let me do this for these young women who need this but the other part of it was like when they would come back like I would have them prenatally prenatally and then when they would come back postpartum they would be traumatized and I'm like y'all what happened in the hospital what's going on and so I made it a mission of mine to 
find out that experience so i infiltrated the system y'all <laughs> and i went into a, a pretty distinguished hospital and learned that um y'all it's scary in there it's scary in there um and so and it's still fresh y'all it's still overwhelming for me because I think this is the first time I'm really recounting my experience in in this setting but I am sad I'm sad for women who are not getting their needs met, are not being listened to, are being disregarded, and and I I'm not like that. I couldn't participate in that in that way. And so I really sought to empower my patients and figure out their stories and figure out the systems that affected them and try to change it from within but it's a it's a big thing to change it really is it's it's changing mindsets and ideologies about how they feel about low income patients about black patients about patients of color about patients who have mental health and substance use issues and criminal histories and cps histories um about women who have lost children, um, women who have um, are are scared out of their minds to have this new baby and the scrutiny that they feel, the judgment that they feel, and the punitive measures that are in place to catch them in their mistakes instead of supporting them. It's been a long journey and I solved a lot of the problems and I made it a mission of mine to create the change that I needed to be for myself because in so many ways I saw myself in my patients. They were my sisters from different misters. I treated every patient despite what their challenges were as if they were my sister and I gave a lot of them coming to Jesus meetings and get your shit together I gave a lot of them the love and the support that they wanted from their moms and their aunts I was what they needed me to be and I needed to do that for myself I needed to be what I needed to be for them, but I needed to also be it for myself because I could easily be in that situation and nobody knew, nobody would know what my profession was or what my my background was and they would treat me away, mainly because of the color of my skin. And when you hear that three and four black women, you know, die from child times die from childbirth than our white counterparts you have to question what is really going on 
And so I challenged myself to establish and build rapport as quickly as I possibly can to make changes in the lives of as many people as I could. In the five years I was at my previous job, I've seen five times as many patients in my current job in 18 months. And so I was running through people, touching people, having to interact with people. And it was overwhelming at times for me. I came home on many nights completely drained, experiencing burnout, secondary trauma, compassion fatigue, all of these things that helpers experience when they're going through some of the most and hearing some of the most challenging stories that they've ever heard and seeing the most difficult situations that they've ever heard. And I I enjoy working with pregnant women. I enjoy that that vulnerable population. But it, it wore on me emotionally. It made me afraid to be a mom. It made me afraid to get pregnant because would I be emotionally prepared if I experienced a, a pregnancy loss? Or would I be able to, to come back from that? So in the 18 months that I was at my job, I thought about all of these things and I continued the journey of of taking my test so that I can continue so I can become a therapist the, the the journey that I set out in 2017 to do and I had a couple setbacks with not passing the test you know and that that delayed the that delayed it the, the blessing for about another year almost 11 months but during that time I felt that there was work that still needed to be done. I had some more challenges I still needed to overcome. And I really needed to test my resiliency. Like I would go to work and I would be so miserable. But the one thing I realized was that my professionalism wasn't never questioned. And I and I saw that this week as I've been telling my team that I'm leaving that everyone's reaction is the same. They're sad. They're like, damn, where you going? Like, oh my God. And when I tell them like, hey, I'm, I have this dream of going to DC. And they're like, what? Oh my God, you're going to do so well there. And them to kind of give me flowers and, and let me know that I made an impact and that they're going to miss me. I feel, I feel like I did my job that the that I'm in the right place at the right time. And so quitting has not been the easiest thing to come to because, you know, who who leaves a good-ass job with benefits and, you know, <laughs> and great co-workers and supportive boss? Um, who leaves that voluntarily? I was one I was pissed because you know first off my raise was only like a dollar 74 you know when I got my license and I was feeling the way about that I was like what fuck this you know what I'm saying 
I done worked hard for the last four years, you know, but over time, I think my, my whole increase was like $3 and something in 18 months. And so your girl was about her business. You know, your girl was about getting her raises and shit, but going through COVID and working in a hospital, y'all, that shit was hard as hell. Cause I was like, is it on the, is it on the elevator button? <laughs> Am I about to breathe it in? And I was really afraid for the I, shit. I still be afraid. I ain't gonna lie, but I'm backed up. So I, I felt like this was the time because this was a, this was a four year plan that I had, um, watched come to fruition. And now that it was here, I was like, now what's holding you back? And it was fear. It was genuine fear. But the crazy part is, I ain't scared, you know? I'm like, bitch, you got it. You know, you can do whatever you put your mind to. You can hold yourself up. You have recession-proof jobs. If you ain't a social worker and them motherfuckers is hireable anywhere, you could be a bartender. Like, I was a bartender for years and had my own bartender business. And so it's, it's always something to fall back on you have skill sets and i want to say to those who are contemplating if that is the move for you because you've been thinking about it and you're afraid and i get that but before you make any jumps you have to pray You have to seek God's guidance on what it is that you need to do for yourself first. And then you need to plan. You need to plan for savings. You need to plan for emergencies. You need to plan for things that may happen that may cause you um, to to figure out what the next step is going to be. And that is the most important thing. But you must also find the pleasure and create the path that you want to have for your life. Because there there are no guarantees. COVID taught us that. There is no security in the things that we think that we want. And it really is about going after what your dreams are and knowing that if God brought you to it he'll bring you through it and that's what's important like I'm not relying on myself right now I can't because I'm limited I'm human I can only do so much but when I tell you I'm relying on my source so much to lead me through I'm not even a factor I'm merely just a vehicle right now to allow all the blessings that I want to come through to come through. So I encourage you to pray, to plan and prepare, to find pleasure, and to create the path that you want. Because the world is yours. The world is mine. And everything that God has placed upon my heart I be damned if I don't bring it to fruition because I'm afraid. I be damned if I let anybody, family, or anybody, friends, 
co-workers, whomever, tell me that what I feel in my heart to be true is false. I'd be damned if I let people who don't have a map or a GPS tell me that I'm lost. I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly where I'm headed. And I'm confident that God has me the entire way. So I just want to encourage you that you can do it. You can do that shit, okay? And you can do it unapologetically because I know ain't nobody going to pay my bills. But I also know that on the other side of my faith is my freedom. And it's the freedom to live and be and create and do all the things that I said that I want to do in this world. And my fear is my fuel to get me to that next point. So as I create my path and I'm the vehicle by which God will bring forth my freedom and my future, y'all just sit back and watch. But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to all of my experiences and my relationships and people that I have come in contact with all of the connections both spiritual and worldly that have allowed me to be so sure of myself that who I am in this moment is who I need to be moving forward and I know that for a fact so this is Convos with Flo I'm your host Flo And I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast and y'all stay tuned as I grow because what I want you to know is that you can grow too. Change is a possibility for us all and I'm rooting for you in all that you do. Y'all stay lit.